0: Visitor Podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Amy. And uh Happy New Year. This is our first <laughs> podcast of 2018.
1: Yes, it and is. It... Happy New Year everyone.
0: And to celebrate the new year, I believe that we are over 2018 viewings now or we downloads. Are. Or... It's so Woo! exciting! thank you everyone for listening (laughs) thank you if you've been telling your friends um and i know we normally say this at the end but please do um pop comments on itunes or whichever platform you're listening to us on um or yeah rate us um just so that we kind of know that we actually have you out there and that you're not just downloading it and leaving it stored on your iphone (laughs) (laughs)
1: i think it's good as well because it lets other people hear about it if you have good ratings apparently it brings up the charts or whatever and people can search for it more easily yeah supposedly
0: um and also i i keep getting told off by iTunes. actually they keep threatening to stop um my subscription to my own podcast um (laughs) because obviously part of the editing process is that we we listen to it before it goes on itunes and so what is iTunes? I don't really want to listen to it No, fair enough. Um, I I hear enough of my own voice. Yeah, it's
1: pretty um, Uh, unpleasant (laughs) listening to your own voice.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, please don't make that mistake. Do actually uh, keep listening to it so that Why does it kick you
1: off if you don't listen to them? Yeah.
0: It's probably kicked me off as well then. Well, there you
1: go. (laughs) You're probably better at subscribing to our podcast than we are. And on that note, um, (laughs) we're going to talk about
0: something, aren't we? Yes, so um, last Friday, um, you went to a conference, didn't you, my love? I did. It was very good. It was my turn,
1: (laughs) your turn to be jealous of me going to a conference.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was really good.
0: I think we worked out around school hours, I would have made it there for about three hours of the day. Yeah. (laughs) Not quite enough, really.
1: No. (laughs) I tell you what, though, it was really good. So we're talking about the birth trauma conference um 2018 is the third annual one they've done um organized by Dr Rebecca Moore um at Mile End Hospital and it was absolutely brilliant it was really impactful I learnt a lot um, um yeah really really interesting wonderful
0: and I'm looking for because obviously as with anything these days they had a hashtag Uh, which was hashtag birth trauma 18 Mm -hmm. and um, there are there are so many familiar names that i know of that i've i've followed and respected on twitter um like sort of catherine grant Mm. and um raja and andy mayers who um i've actually met Um, these guys in person when i had the opportunity to go to the 1001 critical days appg Mm. um, at the house of commons with um dave Mundy, and so i kind of know of these guys and things but it's it's yeah it's really exciting to see what happened i mean what what were the the main things that you you found really useful um for us as health visitors
1: well i mean every literally every single speaker was absolutely fantastic they were all um really contributing such a lot um which was great but it's it's good that you mentioned Catherine Grant actually because she was the first speaker and she was um talking about her lived experience um uh, and there was quite a big focus on mental health obviously with birth trauma yeah. um on talking about how the impact of a trauma in in birth and also how possible early traumas in childhood can almost have a cumulative effect so you it can be birth trauma can be a trigger for other traumas as well so if you yeah maybe have had poor mental health in the past obviously you're at higher risk of having um ptsd or anxiety disorders of other kinds um obviously following the birth or, or psychosis depression yes. those types of complications um one thing I thought was really interesting was almost about how we think about trauma itself actually almost in a definition kind of way Uh
0: because I think
1: quite often we think uh, that was a traumatic birth and we might um maybe be more sensitive to asking maybe asking the woman how she felt about it what was her experience like how are you feeling about it now those types of things um and and actually what really came across very strongly from this conference was that it wasn't so much necessarily what looked like a medically complicated birth but it yeah. was more what that woman had experienced as traumatic Uh huh. and the things that made it traumatic wouldn't necessarily be you know the things that would stand out for me as a health visitor or maybe Nappy. for a midwife typically or anyone as as being that was a traumatic birth you know Lots of women have, you know, dreadful postpartum hemorrhages, you know, lots of blood loss. Maybe they have an instrumental delivery or an emergency section or they give birth at home on their own or something like that that we would typically think of as being extremely traumatic and actually have a very positive experience. But the general message that was coming across was that it's more about how you're made to feel during that process. So if you're feeling out of control or very afraid, or maybe the communication isn't good um, between you and the professionals working with you, and and you don't feel safe, I suppose, in that that moment, control was a big thing.
0: Really interesting because actually looking at this, as well, I'm just looking on Twitter at the timeline, mm. and uh, there's some graphics you mentioned when we were talking beforehand about the artist who'd been, yeah, doing it yeah, the day. yeah. So I just found these. There's this lovely one. I mean, it's like a, a hand with a red heart on it, and mm. it says the small human things can help the most, mm. which I think is so true mm. um, at the time, and things like yeah, pregnancy can reawaken old trauma. And yeah, you know, care should be trauma led and just thinking mm. about, even if the they they don't think of it at the time that it might yeah. be a potential trigger. Yeah. That these things can actually be uh, quite problematic,
1: and that idea of actually maybe not recognizing it at the time—that was something that Catherine Grant really picked up on in her spit in her her talk. Yeah, she was talking about all through the pregnancy, she was very much focused on, um, you know, everything's going great, I feel fantastic now. Yeah, um, and you you were looking at another one of the graphics that it pulled up, which is exactly that. It was about that graphic came from her talk, and it's uh, her sitting in a waiting room on a chair with a big smile on her face saying I feel fantastic now talking to the midwife and then what you can't see is she's got a backpack on her back um Mm, with all her kind of previous life events and previous mental health difficulties um that maybe she was carrying around without even really realizing so what she was talking about that professionals could do and I think this really resonates for the health visitor antenatal contact is talking to women about um you know giving birth can sometimes be quite a stressful thing it's wonderful but lots of women can also find it stressful how have you found previously um with other stressful things that have happened in your life you know how have you um what sorts of things have you done that have been helpful what things have been less helpful is there anything that we would know that would be something to worry about if you were having a stressful event would that typically be something you'd cope with quite well or would you struggle with that usually those types of questions it's more talking about um because it's it's not it doesn't happen in isolation it's not like this one-off no. thing that you know obviously yeah. it happens as part of your life yeah um, as a whole
0: yeah and because it's quite I mean Catherine's story is really interesting and in that mm. I think she had had um some mental health problems before her pregnancy mm-hmm. and and I can't recall properly um whether these were ones that she i i don't know if she had actually had um treatment for them previously or whether she'd actually managed them herself
1: yeah, I'm not sure um,
0: and then she had sort of the traumatic birth mm. and then had um postpartum psychosis. Mm. Um, and obviously a long sort of yeah recovery from that. I think she need she was in a um a um mother and baby unit. Yeah and, she was, and yeah. Her and um another lady, um, Eve, who was also a postpartum psychosis. Oh, is she there as well? Not um, at this
1: not at this uh, conference, but I have heard a talk at the Maternal one. Mental Health Alliance conference.
0: And um, they um they both actually advised EastEnders when they were oh, doing really? they see having Mm. psychosis so they actually were um, sort of jointly awarded um, an award at the Mind Awards that sort of following year um, for their work in sort of bringing the storyline to life and really giving it that that genuine touch and it was quite interesting because I follow both of them on Twitter and at the time, I I don't watch EastEnders but at the time the storyline was coming out and things it was quite interesting that I think some of the things that that Twitter commentators will be commenting on being least realistic about Stacey's experience was actually the things that had genuinely happened to them. Mm. Um, And it's just sort of quite interesting. I think there's always a a suspension of belief at times where people always don't want to think of of what can happen. Definitely. And kind of, yeah, they always want to. But I think what we'll do is with that um, graphic, we'll um, retweet that. Yeah, uh, yeah, good idea, yeah. um, on our thing so that you can see them because they are amazing pictures and uh, we'll make sure that we give the correct person credit for them as well
1: they really they really captured the day actually which was really good I think um, what you you were just saying something there about um, looking after mum's kind of own mental health in the whole process yeah. and it reminded me of something else actually that came across really strongly um, in Catherine's talk which I think is a reminder to us as well is um, thinking of making sure we're talking to mum about her needs as well as the babies. Yeah. and she said that after the birth there was a real focus on baby's needs to the point where actually she told a really kind of hard-hitting emotional story of she was in the hospital and at that time, in the first kind of severe episode of psychosis that she had, she was on the um, postnatal ward and she wasn't responsive. She was catatonic, um, completely catatonic at that time, wasn't responding to the nurses at all and the midwives. And um, they couldn't get the baby to feed because she was catatonic and right. they couldn't get her permission to offer a formula feed because she was catatonic so yeah. they called her husband who wasn't at the hospital at the time but the reason they called him was to tell him or to ask his permission to give baby formula feed oh. and then oh. he said well what do you mean you need my permission to give baby a formula feed and then yeah. she said and the, the nurses." the midwives and the nurses in the hospital were saying, well, it's because your your wife can't give us permission because she's catatonic or she's not responding to us. So he was then obviously panicking. <laughs> Why is she not responding? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Almost feels like yeah. lead with that. <laughs> um, oh, my word. But, yeah, so I think really it, it, she's, I think... she was describing it as feeling like packaging for the baby.
0: Yeah.
1: Which I think is quite a hard-hitting kind of sentence yeah. to have said and for her and to I... have felt that way. I Even in retrospect, all,
0: yeah, I think we've all been there. Where I mean, I would, I'm mean, not that I'm. I don't think any of us can ever say we've been completely saintly and never said oh, anything. no, we definitely, of we course we not. Need stuff out of our mouth, but I know definitely. I've had colleagues say things before. Where I've been like, <gasps> oh <"Cripes."> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm yeah. You kind of just see someone say something sometimes, and you and especially when you're. Um, maybe a student or maybe you're just like working with a colleague on the ward and it's like if you're that third person yeah and you get to sort of watch the person watch your colleague say something and see the response from the the client yeah and just go oh dear you know what did you and I've certainly
1: had plenty of moments myself where things have come out of my mouth and I've wanted to scramble and put them back in you know reverse that sentence Um, and I think it's really easy as well for us to have a real focus on the baby because obviously that's what we're there to do we're there to put the baby first and focus on the baby but I think in it's also important for us to have an eye on mum's health and dad's health as well because these event births can, of course, be very traumatic for fathers as well. Yeah, um, and
0: I see another point that um, Catherine made was about the Huli questions, which I think are yeah. very contested.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's, she was saying that they, the Huli questions were fine, and that was what I was saying really about asking slightly different questions at antenatal, or having more of a conversation about previous life events and how you've managed with those. Because yeah. she was saying the Huli questions, they're asking you very specifically how you've felt in the last two weeks have you felt down or depressed or hopeless so yeah. she was saying no no i felt great you know i felt fantastic i'm yeah. i'm pregnant i'm so thrilled to be pregnant this is going to be wonderful i'm so happy to be a new mom you, um, you and an, it, an, uh, skipping it, all it, uh, of the bits that yeah. actually if you'd asked another question maybe about how you've felt in the past when you've come up against having not much sleep or when you've come up against difficult stressful times in your life how has that been for you um that might have elicited more information
0: have you seen the tommy's Wellbeing plan before
1: yes i have i've used it Uh, with with mum's before yeah
0: that tool um it can be something else we can maybe link to yeah and
1: make make a note of it to link it in the blog and
0: uh it's a brilliant one for using and i think it can yeah it doesn't have to be specifically on the um antenatal contact although i think that is useful but even mm. the, the um po- the new birth visit the postnatal visit <laughs> the new birth visit as yeah. we yeah. Really call it yeah um and it just really helps It i think it's quite empowering as well because it actually helps them look at what these things are and what they're experiencing and yeah. everything. it's um, a perfect
1: tool for having those conversations actually about how previous how your previous experiences have been Um, yeah so yeah so that was really interesting and all the kind of lived experience speakers were fantastic as well there was another one another lady called Laura who was absolutely wonderful and she was really emphasizing the importance of if someone's raising a concern with you as a health professional about their mental health you have to take it at face value and believe them even if They seem very well put together and they seem like they're coping really perfectly because she talked about, you know, carrying on at any cost and looking like she'd got it together, but actually feeling this kind of very out of body experience and um, really not feeling connected to herself and her emotions at all so being functioning and caring for baby perfectly and you know yeah. doing all of those things but actually emotionally really really having a very very tough time of it um and she said that she was saying that she was articulating that but no one was really hearing it or well, she because she felt that no it, one was really hearing it yeah.
0: because, because it surf, seemed
1: she'd got it, it together like, yeah so really powerful messages from the kind of lived experience yeah. speakers actually. Um, they and it were is wonderful as
0: well. Where there's so much to learn. I mean, a message like that is go goes far beyond birth trauma and just general mm. experience, doesn't it? I mean, funny enough, I've had a a family who or a, a mum and baby who I uh, was fo- I managed to follow through. They were coming. Yeah, I saw them for the initial visits and then i was seeing them in clinic regularly and always bubbling nicely and then suddenly she came in, and i'd always thought she was managing really well mm. and she came in this one time and was really upset and really kind of like mm. um you know kind of she's like i think i'm depressed and i was so shocked mm. Blimey, but yeah you're always great and it turned out there was something going on that was was causing this mm, a, a mm. sort of outside factor. But it kinda of, I think it did raise a lot of things with her about how well she managed and yeah. I think it made her consider actually if I'm if this is happening now, how well am I going to manage in future? Yeah. And yeah you know, she actually you know she self referred to local IAP services and things and seeing her again and it was and she was like a different person. She was back to i had presumed was her normal self and things again yeah. which was really good um, and yeah. just interesting how those little interventions and just actually having that that relationship with me where she could turn around and say you yeah. know what actually, i'm not feeling 100 percent right yeah now. yeah so it was that classic door handle moment it was almost like yeah. she was almost out the door <laughs> oh and by the way and she kind of went yeah oh.
1: <laughs> on the way out the door and then they tell you the most important thing oh, <laughs> yeah indeed. the whole thing that's so true yeah. um so yeah, that was really interesting, and and they were very much talking about the human moments, like you were talking about. Is that it's the human moments that matter that yeah. really came across strongly in the lived experience speakers. Um, Laura was talking about a a doctor, or I think it could have been a student, a student actually who'd um helped her to bath the baby for the first time. You know, had got the water and yeah bath the baby, and then her and her husband had been there and they were bathing the baby together and then the midwife had taken a photo oh. and she said it's one of the only photos of that time yes. that she actually yeah. has a happy memory of yeah. and, and feels an emotional connection to so she can look at the photo and think, oh, I remember that happy time where there's yeah. so many of the photos that she looks back on and, and doesn't really have any, doesn't have that same experience. Um oh. So those kind of moments, really powerful, actually. You know, someone else talked about um, one of the midwives coming back and um, just, you know, touching them on the arm and asking if they were okay or, you know, those kind of really human moments um, really came across strongly. And then I think it can be easy when you're listening to the lived experience speakers, like certainly some of them, you know, I was sitting there, with my heart in my mouth almost listening to this catalog of dreadful things that have yeah. happened one after another after another and things that just kept getting missed and seem like really obvious red flags and you think oh yeah. my goodness how could this have happened over in, and over again <laughs> yeah but then they had another speaker um dr sally pizarro who's a midwife um and she's had a she's got a phd in midwifery um and she's doing work on secondary trauma in healthcare professionals in midwives specifically ah. and she was sort of really making the argument that nobody goes into the midwifery profession or you know equally into nursing or into health visiting wanting to be someone who doesn't show compassion in their work, yeah. or someone who doesn't spot these red flags. Nobody goes into it wanting to make those mistakes. No. Everybody goes into it. She says everybody goes into it to do great things.
0: So just by secondary trauma, you mean trauma experienced by the healthcare professionals? Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Sorry, it wasn't very clear. Yeah.
0: No, no. Well, I remember. Um... Because you remember me talking about um, Claire, who I saw at the CPHVA conference, yes, and it, yeah. she talked about secondary trauma as well. So mm. it's like, yeah, I, it's um, and it is something which I don't think is recognised so well, and especially now that we're working in smaller and smaller teams, trying to cover more and more, yeah. having that chance to actually reflect mm. and discuss. I mean, it's it's tight enough sometimes finding your teammates to be able to sort out allocations and things mm. let alone to actually be able to say hey you know what I've experienced this recently mm. or has anyone seen that before or, or actually have that chance to debrief it is mm. really really difficult Um and that's why I think as well it's so useful being on social media and things at times with like the um with the facebook the facebook, <laughs> the, facebook and the, the twitter, twitter. Um, the instagram i've suddenly turned into my mother <laughs> 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 it
1: was bad to have it eventually jenny oh
0: but no so i i think a lot of us are finding that we're actually um reflecting on experiences and discussing these things online mm, um, yeah rather than actually with our immediate teams and
1: that's exactly what her work is it's an online tool for midwives that's the intervention that she's designing which is so interesting you just said that that's exactly what she's doing it's an online forum where midwives can um, can discuss their emotional the emotional impact of their work Um, yeah she talks about how actually we all need to have that those kind of compassionate moments, and that it's this very same things that are causing trauma in the patient or in the the mother or the father yeah. are the exact same things that are causing trauma in the healthcare professional. So yeah. when she's done, she's done a piece of research that looks at what things the people describe as traumatic, and she's done interviews with uh, midwives and with um, service users, yes. and the words that were coming back from the uh, mothers that were describing their traumatic birth they were talking about a loss of control feeling isolated yeah um feeling that nobody was listening to them feeling that they didn't have um control over their own body and and what was happening to them and they didn't have any way of influencing everything felt out of their Hands. Um, And then when she talked to the midwives about their experiences of traumatic incidents that have happened to them, they described exactly the same thing feeling out of control, feeling isolated, not feeling that nobody was listening to them. And I think I can really identify with that. (laughs) Not, you know, everyone's had that experience as a professional.
0: (laughs) I think it's it's one of those things, isn't it? It's something which you see as a lear- as a um a way of learning from the experience. That's why you reflect mm. on these things. You yeah. know, it's like what what went well, mm. what didn't go well, what would you do differently. Mm. I mean, it is it's quite interesting actually. A lot of reflection tools, the emphasis is almost more on what do you need to do better next time, what do you not want to repeat than yeah. what went well. And I think it's a natural thing. It'd be interesting actually. Um, if ever there was research into revalidation, how many of those reflections that people do are of negative experiences mm. versus positive experiences? Yeah, that's
1: an interesting thought, yeah.
0: And it is that thing, isn't it, where naturally we're not going to um no one bigs themselves up, do they? No, it's yeah. always much easier to criticize yourself than yeah, to look positively. But um but yeah, I mean there's definitely yeah, I've definitely had experiences both in health visiting and in my um, yeah, children's AE nursing and things, of times when things happen where I thought, I'm not going to let that happen again, or I'm going to phrase it differently again. And occasionally there'll be a way, you know, you, you, you sort of find yourself phrasing something differently during a contact mm. and it has a really positive response. Mm. And you're, oh, I'll remember like, that one. Is? Yeah. <laughs> I, I often say to mum, you know, how are you feeling emotionally? Yeah because I always find how are you leads me down a garden path of the, the physical symptoms kindness. yeah yeah and actually quite often cutting through the mustard and saying well how are you emotionally yeah yeah definitely <laughs> Get some kind of it almost catches them off guard but I don't think they're quite expecting it and yeah A much more honest yeah answer of of what you want to know
1: yeah it's a natural way of talking about it as well isn't it and also kind of normalizes it because you can you can I often talk about so how are things for you physically since the birth and then you're just asking the same question so how about emotionally how have things been for you in that in that way and then you're you're just asking the same thing it's not anything to be have a stigma associated or no, you know no. it's just we should normally ask about this in the same way that we ask about physical health we should be asking about emotional yeah. health um but yeah so she was sort of it really struck home because dr sally pizarro the midwife um phd that i was just talking about came directly after um Catherine Grant's talk. Right. So Catherine Grant was talking about how it was those moments of compassion that really made a difference for her when yeah. she's thinking of her recovery. Um, and then immediately after, Sally was talking about how compassion is the thing which goes when a yeah. m- midwife is f- feeling traumatised themselves. Yeah, and and it's compassion's reduces in that context. Yeah. so. Actually, you're talking about trauma, then feeding into trauma and re-traumatising. Yeah. And then that is can then become a chronic thing. Yeah. Um, and actually, we... blame is, is nothing to do with it. She had a lovely quote um, that I wrote down that she said in her talk where she said, blaming, scolding and punishing really have no place in the treatment of any illness. That's apparently Fiske 1990. But I just thought that was a really good way of putting it because we can often... Yeah blame and, and when we hear those stories it's easy to say oh well, I would never do that you know that midwife obviously missed that or that health visitor was being really you know rude and, and non-compassionate yeah. there but n- nobody goes into the profession intending for these circumstances no. to happen and
0: and and I always think everything feels like it always comes back to a variation on Maslow yeah and hierarchy of needs yeah and that simple thing of taking that step back and going well actually yeah are they you know is everything okay with their basic needs their basic care and things mm. and i think for a lot of health visitors and nurses and nhs staff at the moment mm. we are having difficulty getting those bottom mm. bits of the pyramid sorted you know we are under a lot of us are under quite significant economic pressures mm. um pressures at, within the wider workplace and things mm. um for a lot of health visitors still there's job security concerns and things mm. um and so it's understandable that we're on such rocky ground that mm. it might be trickier to uh, to really hit that sort of that self-actualization of um being able to support all families as best as we can yeah absolutely that was the two
1: sides of the coin really the lived experience yeah. and then the midwife perspective Um, And then we also had Millie Hill there, of course, from the positive birth movement, um, who was wonderful. She was saying that often we think of trauma almost as being a natural or normal part of birth. um, Or, you know, we almost expect birth to be horrible and awful. um, And it doesn't have to be traumatic. And that isn't necessarily a normal thing. And also that often we can kind of well-meaningly say things like, oh, but now your baby's here and they're healthy and that's all that matters. But actually having a healthy baby isn't necessarily all that matters because actually your birth experience is really important as well. Yeah. So, yeah. um, And then the other thing I think that was really important um, that we talked a bit about is um, traumatic birth impact on fathers. Yeah, and um, we had Dr. Andrew Mayers talking um, from that perspective, which was really interesting. He's a good speaker, I've heard him talk before yeah. as well. Um, he's lovely.
0: he's yeah. someone I've met from the 1001 Critical Days. And mm. when I was able to be a bit more active on Twitter than I am at the moment, then yeah, we'd be in sort of contact and things. And yeah, he's down in Southampton, isn't he? Um, I'm not
1: sure, but yeah, that could I think well be. So. Um, yeah, I was expe- I guess my experience in practice has been um in terms of birth trauma has actually been with dads. Um yeah. At least as much as with um mothers actually. I've I've had couple of cases of PTSD in the last year or so and they've both been actually in fathers following yeah. the birth. Um and I think asking dad how they are and how they've coped with the birth is now a part of my routine new birth i always ask if dad's there yeah i make a specific point of asking them rather than just asking them both you know i actually ask, so how how did you find that because sometimes that can be really upsetting for dads to have to watch um and be you know experiencing that as well so how was that for you and how are you feeling about it now and I think that's an important that's a really important thing that we need to be asking because it's much hard hard for for men sometimes to talk about this stuff isn't it Definitely
0: definitely Especially although not explicitly asked. There have asked. been some dads who have been really really switched on to it and uh and kind of really um really kind of open about their sort of any issues they have or even you know demonstrating quite being very supportive of their partners mm. oh
1: and being, yeah absolutely
0: that's their feelings and things
1: yeah um i think it's it's a yeah. gap in terms of service provision often um we often everybody talks to the mother and asks about her experience but not very many people ask the dad so no. that's maybe something that health visitors can do because often they are there at the new birth um, yeah not always yeah. but often they are And even just saying, even if they're not there, if you know that they're very present but they've just gone back to work or something, you know, saying to the mum, well, how is so-and-so finding things? And you're making it clear that you're there for the family and not just for her so that, you know, they can also, fathers can also approach you for support as well.
0: Well, I had have had experience before of um, a family where I was giving the mum some extra support and... Yeah, it worked out the dad had gone back to work when I did the new birth visit mm. and subsequent visits. He was at work because he worked full time. Mm.
1: Um,
0: but then there was something came up where yeah, he had some worries and he, he did contact me. Where And so it was really good because on the one... Well, yeah, it meant That's
1: great.
0: Out ...that the mum had actually taken on board me saying, you know, if, if your partner wants to call me at all, I'm more than happy for him to call me if he has any queries or concerns yeah. as well for me so it was positive from the point of view of seeing how their relationship was that she had been able to pass that message on to him yeah and also that he had felt that he could get in touch with me and and yeah. discuss something with me which was great yeah um and really positive and I think even though it was that thing where there was there wasn't exactly any direct direct action from that I think he felt the better just having made that
1: yeah definitely reassurance yeah
0: I've discovered Andy isn't in uh, Southampton I got muddled up with (laughs) myself
1: in Bournemouth oh Bournemouth yeah I have actually written Bournemouth University down here somewhere (laughs) (laughs) so yes so that was um, the birth trauma conference it was wonderful I will be going every year from now on and I can't believe um, you know how fantastic it was given that I didn't actually pay to attend it was free for everyone to attend so i would very much encourage every health visitor out there to immediately follow dr rebecca moore on twitter Um, yeah and her twitter handle is at dr underscore bjm um and then you will hear about upcoming conference because there will be one next year i'm very sure so hopefully we'll see yeah. some of you there and if you spot me or jenny then, then say hi
0: yes um and i should say as well if um, i'd be curious there if anyone's noticed anything different about our podcast tonight because this has actually been <laughs> our first one that we have recorded
1: remotely in
0: different places yes
1: we're very um, high tech now
0: incredibly incredibly um it's been so it's
1: longer been quite- I think. I don't know yeah. if we're both more relaxed because we're in our pyjamas.
0: <laughs> oh God, I can't believe you just revealed that. <laughs>
1: hey, if you can't we podcast say, in your pyjamas, I'm it, not on TV. It, it
0: is the evening. We have both been at work for the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are now in our respective homes. Children are in bed and things. So it was time to uh, be more comfortable. It's fine. Pyjamas are allowed. Oh, dear. And, well, the next podcast, you never know, we might have uh, some sort of interaction with my new dog. Ooh, oh, Excitement. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, thanks ever so much for listening. Um, I hope you found this really interesting. Um, as we said earlier, there'll be lots of bits and mobs in the blurb, um, but if you are a Twitter twitterish on twitter um the hashtag i don't twitterish i'm making up my own words now um the hashtag for the birth trauma conference was hashtag birth trauma 18 um and i think there's like 400 odd tweets about it um including some of the graphics that we were talking about and things and uh, it's one of those things where i would always recommend you know if you see a tweet from someone on here and you think oh that sound they sound interesting um, then yeah, follow them, um, see what else they've written about and things because um, yeah. chances are, it uh, it will it will uh, be of interest and broaden your knowledge. Give I don't think I've ever ever followed anyone out of curiosity on Twitter and not found them broadening my knowledge. <laughs> um, also, don't forget we've got our Facebook page. Um, I am a health visitor, and if you would like to contact us directly, you can always email us at ion. I am a health visitor at gmail.com our twitter handle if you want to find us on twitter is at I am a hv um and yeah um if anything probably twitter and facebook are a bit faster to uh, get a response from us then uh than very fast jen out. is
1: lightning fast by the way it's not that i don't want to reply to your responses on facebook i just never get in there quick enough she's <laughs> lightning she's so fast i go on and i'm like how have you read that and replied already i've, I've only just managed to get my phone out of my pocket anyway
0: i've i promise it's good I don't do it in working hours I don't <laughs> do it off. your secrets like are being revealed
1: oh <laughs> okay so um We'll see you all in a couple of weeks time. Hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Bye. Bye.